Hello everyone, this is Tom Fox and I'm the Compliance Evangelist. I'd like to welcome you to my January 2018 podcast series of 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program. But first, a word about this month's sponsor, Conversant. Conversant brings a different kind of ethics and compliance solution to your organization. These days, business success demands something different, a corporate culture centered on integrity and ethical behavior. Conversant provides your teams with a centralized platform and automated processes that connect your business goals with your ethics and values. The result, a highly strategic program that drives ethics and values to the center of your business. Through the use of the Conversant Ethics Cloud platform, it gives you the choice of what you need according to your compliance program maturity. As your compliance program progresses on its ethical journey, Conversant can meet the needs of your requirements with unified ease of use and all of your ethics compliance data in one place, increasing transparency and efficiency while reducing cost. If you have been following me over the past year, you know that I have gone on a one-year exploration of various components of a best practices compliance program. However, during this exploration, there were two very important documents released by the Department of Justice relating to a best practices compliance program. In February 2017, there was the Evaluation of Corporate Compliance Programs document, and in November 2017, there was the announcement of the new FCPA Corporate Enforcement Policy. Therefore, in this month of January, I'm going to lay out for you what should go into your best practices compliance program based upon the 10 hallmarks of an effective compliance program and these two documents. Over the next 31 days, I will be exploring the best way to more fully operationalize a compliance program using the most recent DOJ resources. I hope you will join me for the full 31 days as we engage in an exploration to a more effective compliance program. 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program is a part of the Compliance Podcast Network. Day 16, Third-Party Risk Management Process. As every compliance practitioner is well aware, third parties still present the highest risk under the FCPA. The Department of Justice Evaluation of Corporate Compliance Programs devotes an entire prong to third-party risk management. It begins with the following, risk and risk-based and integrated processes, asking the following questions. How is the company's third-party management process corresponded to the nature and level of the enterprise risk identified by the company? How has this process been integrated into the relevant procurement and vendor management processes? Next, appropriate controls. What was the business rationale for the use of the third parties in question? What mechanisms have existed to ensure that the contract terms specifically described in the services to be performed, that the payment terms are appropriate, that the described contractual work is performed, and that the compensation is commensurate with the services rendered? This first set of queries clearly specifies the DOJ expects an integrated approach that is operationalized throughout your company. This means your compliance program must have a process for the full life cycle of third-party risk management. There are five steps in the life cycle of third-party risk management, which fulfill the DOJ requirements laid out in the 10 hallmarks of an effective compliance program and the evaluation. They are, number one, business justification. 
This is broken down into two parts, business justification and business sponsor. The purpose of the business justification is to document the satisfactoriness of the business case to retain a third party or business venture partner. The business justification should be included in the compliance review file and is assembled on every third party and business venture partner at time of the initial certification and again if the third party relationship or business venture is renewed. It is performed by the business sponsor or the person who is sponsoring this business relationship with your company. Two, questionnaire. The term questionnaire is mentioned several times in the 2012 FCPA guidance. It is generally recognized as one of the tools that a company should complete in its investigation to better understand with whom it is doing business. I believe that this requirement is not only a key step, but also a mandatory step for any third party that desires to do work with your company. I tell clients that if a third party does not want to fill out this questionnaire or will not fill it out completely, that you should not walk but run away from doing business with your company. One thing that you should keep in mind is that you will likely have pushback from your business team in making many of the inquiries listed in your questionnaire. However, my experience is that most proposed agents who have done business with a UK or US company have already gone through this process. Indeed, they may understand that providing this information on a timely basis, they will set themselves apart as more attractive to to US businesses. Step three, due diligence. Most compliance practitioners understand the need for a robust due diligence program to investigate third parties, but have struggled with how to create an inventory to define the basis of risk of each foreign business partner and therefore perform the requisite level of due diligence required under the FCPA. Getting your arms around due diligence can sometimes seem bewildering for the compliance practitioner. The purpose is to encourage businesses to put in place due diligence procedures that adequately inform the application of proportional measures designed to prevent persons associated with the company from engaging in bribery and corruption. Due diligence also acts as a procedure for anti-bribery risk assessment and as a risk mitigation techniques. Both of these components operate as compliance internal controls. After you've completed steps one through three and then evaluated and documented your valuation, of the information provided, you're ready to move into step four, the contract. In the area of compliance terms and conditions, the 2012 FCPA guidance stated, additional considerations include payment terms and how those payment terms compare to a typical payment terms in the industry and country, as well as the timing of your third party's introduction to business. This means that you need to understand what rate a commission is and whether it is reasonable for the services delivered. If that rate is too high, this could be indicia of corruption as high commission rates can create a pool of money that is used to pay bribes. If your company uses a distribution model on its sales side, then it needs to review the discount rates it provides to distributors to ascertain the discount rate it warranted. Under the contract, you must first determine how, or rather, that you have evaluated the information as well. So, step five, management of the relationship. I often say that after you complete steps one through four in the life cycle management of third party, the real work begins, and that's found in step five, the management of the third party relationship. The evaluation specified the importance of the final step when it stated under the uh, topic management of relationship the following questions. 
How is the company considered and analyzed the third party's incentive model against compliance risk? How is the company monitored the third parties in question? How is the company trained the relationship manager about the compliance risk and <clears throat> how to manage them? How is the company incentivized compliance and ethical behavior in third parties? While the work you've done in steps one through four is absolutely critical, if you do not manage the relationship, it will all go downhill very quickly and you might <clears throat> find yourself with a potential compliance violation. There are several ways that you should manage your post-contractual relationship. The evaluation clearly is focused on several key components <clears throat> that you need to evaluate then reevaluate during the pendency of the relationship. Incentivizing comp through compensation issues, training and ongoing monitoring through oversight and auditing are all key tools the DOJ expects that you use going forward after the contract sign. The bottom line is that all the work you've done in steps one through four will not be for naught and that you will have a compliant anti-corruption business relationship with your third party going forward. I continually give my mantra of document, document, document. Each of the steps that you take in the management of your third party relationship or your third party risk management program must be documented. Not only must they be documented, but they must be stored and managed in a manner that you can retrieve them with relative ease. The management of third parties is absolutely critical in any best practices compliance program. As you sit at your desk, you should take heart because there's clear guidance on how to do it. So what are today's three key takeaways? <clears throat> Number one, use the full five-step process for third-party risk management. That process is, again, business justification and business sponsorship, questionnaire to third party, due diligence on third party, compliance terms and conditions, including payment terms, and then finally, management and oversight of the third party after contract signing. Two, make sure you have your business team involvement in the entire process and buy-in before you begin. And then three, operationalize all steps going forward by having business unit representatives not only buy into this process, but help to manage the relationship after the contract is signed. This is Tom Fox. I hope you have enjoyed day 16 of 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program, and I hope you will join me tomorrow when I take up the very difficult topic of managing your third parties. This is Tom Fox again. Thank you for listening to this episode of 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program, sponsored by Conversant. I hope you will join me tomorrow and indeed for the entire 31 days in January while I will be exploring the best way to more fully operationalize your compliance program using the most recent resources the Department of Justice has communicated to us, the evaluation of corporate compliance programs and the new FCPA corporate enforcement policy. This is Tom Fox. Thank you again for listening. 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program is a part of the Compliance Podcast Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.